Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eduardo. He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you excited to be here? What a joy it is. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you so much for who you are. Thank you that you are glorious God. Thank you that you are wonderful Jesus. Thank you that whatsoever thing you have said concerning us shall come to pass. We give you praise that tonight you will speak to us. Give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your word. May the eyes of our understanding be enlightened as we behold wondrous things out of your Lord tonight. May you be exalted in this place in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is. Hallelujah. I'm very excited. Amen. The blessing. Sometimes you also have to listen to other people preach so that you are also blessed. Amen. Throughout the day, I just soak messages so that I can feed my spirit. You can never give what you don't have. Amen. That's why it is important that as we come to church and we desire to grow, we have our quiet time. We read the word of God. We pray. Amen. Every serious Christian. I mean, serious Christian must pray at least one hour a day. Can I have an amen? Is it a doable thing? Every serious Christian must pray one hour a day. It doesn't matter whether uh, you don't know how to pray or you know how to pray. We, we can teach you how to pray. But your goal must be at least one hour a day. And if you are serious, you are a shepherd in the house three hours a day. Can I have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. The minimum requirement is three hours a day. Just come before God. You'll be surprised, eh? When you stay on the internet, you are listening to this. Coming by the time you see it's one hour. Hallelujah. But when you make a cautious effort, hallelujah, you'll be able to do it. Amen. Regardless of your temperaments, amen. Set time. Amen. Nowadays, there's this, uh, you know, when you type prayer music, those instrumentation that come. You choose, some is 45 minutes. Some will be 30 minutes. Some will be one hour. So the time that you have, you just set that one up as it's playing. You know that by, you, by the time the thing will finish, you have finished one hour. Then you turn it off. Then you are moving. Hallelujah. Prayer is important. Tell the person sitting by you, I hope you are praying. Tell them that every serious Christian, Coco is in the house. Put your hands together for heaven. You see how important you are. <laughs> Drove all the way from Lexington. Put your hands together for him again. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have spared you for long, but your grace period is over. The Lord is good. <laughs> Can I have an amen? amen? Hallelujah. So every serious Christian must pray at least one hour a day. And everyone who is a shepherd or is doing the work of God, aspire to pray at least three hours a day. 
And I tell you, this thing, eh, because the devil, eh, he's always coming at us. The Satan will leave us for a season. Amen. As you are driving home, he wants to enter your home. He wants to cause commotion in your home. He wants to cause commotion at your job place. He wants to disturb your own academic life. The devil wants to disturb you. Amen. That's why sometimes you realize that you are there. You don't know why, but you don't feel okay. It's the devil. Because if he gets a chance, three things he would like to do with you is what? He would like to steal your joy or steal something that belongs to you to kill you or to destroy you. So if he cannot physically lay hands and kill you, he would destroy your appetite. Can I have an amen? He would destroy your joy and your interest for anything that God has called you to. But we want to refuse him as a church. Amen. You believe that it's a good idea. The church must pray more than ever before. Because the devil is also looking at us. And knowing what God is doing here. He's sending his agents to come and to disturb the church. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. If Jesus Christ was tested at the peak of his spirituality more or less. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Where he was. Because... What happens when you fast? When you fast, it makes you very sensitive to God. You humble yourself and you are at the point where God can elevate you. And at that point was the point that Satan realized that I must tempt him. Amen. So sometimes it's during our fasting and prayer times. After that, that is when Satan comes at us so strongly. But we must master it. Hallelujah. Receive the grace to master it in the name of Jesus are you still here? So I want to continue. Last two weeks, amen, we began talking about developing a flowing heart. Amen. And one of the things that we said that the heart of a person is so important. Hallelujah. You know, the heart of a person is the center of that person. Hallelujah. Which is called the cardia. The word cardia we're talking about the heart is the core. The core of a person. Which means that when you need to finish somebody, get the core. Can I have an amen? Get the core. If you can destroy somebody, deposit something in the center of them and the person is finished. Hallelujah. That's why Proverbs chapter 2 verse 23, if you can project it for us. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23, we saw our cardinal scripture which says that keep thy heart with diligence. Amen. For out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence. It means that try as much as possible not to allow your heart to be tempered with Satan. Can I have an amen? Because a lot of times, uh, one time Bishop, I think it was Bishop who said that, or somebody said a dream about he was asleep and then all he saw was that Satan entered into his room, opened his chest up, put something in it and ran away. He got up immediately to pray. Hallelujah. Because what he has deposited in your heart is not going to be love. It's likely going to be hatred. What he has deposited in your life is not going to anything of the fruit of the spirit. It's going to be above the works of the flesh. Hallelujah. And that is why it is important. So he said that what? We should keep our heart with all our diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Is there another version? Give us another version quickly. He said, guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. Can I have an amen? 
It is the source of life. That is why if your heart is corrupted, everything that comes out of your mouth is something that is corrupted. Can I have an amen? That is why as a believer, we must fill ourselves with spiritual things. A believer that opens his mouth and curses, you are not a correct believer. Amen. Said, so oh, it, it was a mistake. It can never be a slip of tongue because it is out of the abundance of the heart and mouth speaking. Can I have an amen? Which means that the thing that you are taking in, you now have to take, make a conscious effort about the things that you take in. The type of music that you listen to must change. The type of things that you hear must change. Because faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Can I have an amen? So instead of just sitting down and listening to something, just even play the audio Bible. Let the Bible play, whether you understand it or you don't understand. Hallelujah. It said, above all things, we should guard our heart. So the heart of a shepherd, the heart of a worker in the house of the Lord is very important. Me as a minister, I should not allow my heart to be corrupted because then you will see it in my messages. Can I have an amen? In those days, a priest was not allowed to have boils. You know what is a boil? A boil, what? What is a boil? Like a kind of... <laughs> who is laughing? What is a boil? Somebody say a boil is pompo. Hey! And what is pompo? Pompo is a boil. Can I have an amen? It's like a kind of a sore that is full of liquid. A liquid that, you know, when it, it, it comes out, some, some kind of a pass or something comes out. A priest was not allowed to have boils. It's like you should not be hurt. And uh, like, like when you, you, you cannot have any wound, any, any boil with you when you are going into the presence of the Lord. If that thing happens, the Lord will strike you down. Can I have an amen? That is why if your heart is corrupted, you realize that sometimes even when you come to the presence of the Lord, you are not able to flow in his presence as much as you need to. Hallelujah. But God will help us and God will save us. Amen. All we need is that God will give us a clean heart, a heart that is pure, a heart that loves him, a heart that is committed to him. Hallelujah. So we looked at so many reasons why the heart is important. And we talked about a whole lot of things. But last two weeks, we started talking about what? Having a flowing heart. Hallelujah. Having a flowing heart. It would say that, you see, your heart determines everything that you do for God. So if the heart is corrupted, the heart is not flowing, then you will not do much for God. Anybody that you see who is doing well for God has a heart that is flowing towards God. A heart that loves God. A heart that is willing towards God. A heart that, you know... That actually loves to do more for the Lord. Hallelujah. And I pray that as we go through this, the Lord will help us. Hallelujah. So we say that it is important to develop what? Number one. The number one type of heart that you need to develop is what? A heart that is willing. A willing heart. Hallelujah. A willing heart. Amen. If, if a heart is willing, if you are willing, you know, it says that, Develop a willing heart. A willing heart is a heart that is inclined to yield itself to a thing. A heart that is yielding. A heart that is willing is a heart that can be, you know, can be mended or be moved in a, in a way. If God cannot move you towards something that he wants you to do, then your heart is not a willing heart. 
Are you still here? You have gone home. Exodus 25 verse 2. It says that, it says that speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart. You shall take my offering. So the Lord was saying that the people should bring offering. They were bringing offering to actually come and build the temple of God. And he said that the people that have a willing heart, that's why said, God looks out for a cheerful giver. You are willing to give. You are willing to flow. But not somebody who will give grudgingly. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. Because anything that we do without a willing heart, it does not attract a blessing. Hallelujah. Tell the person sitting by you that you need a willing heart. Tell them you need a willing heart. When it comes to the work of God, you need a willing heart. Hallelujah. Your heart must be willing. Hey! Your heart must be willing that you, you know, you, 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 you yield yourself to something. Oh, we are doing this and then you are yielding. We want to do this and then you are yielding. That is a willing heart. Every wife, every husband must also have a willing heart. Because sometimes husband and wife, you decide to do something. If one person is going this way, the other person is going this way, nothing can be achieved. How can two dwell except they be agreed? Hallelujah. Are you still here or you have gone home? I pray for a willing heart. That my heart will be willing. I'll be willing to go all out for the Lord. I'll be willing to do the will of God. Hallelujah. Nothing in my life should block my willingness. Can I have an amen? Number two. The second type of heart we talked about is that you need to develop a stead heart. Amen. Your, head, your heart must be what? Stead up. A stead heart is a heart that is excited. And move towards the expressions of an emotion. You know, a stand-up heart is excited. We are going out on evangelism, excited. We are having a crusade, excited. We are having a praise and worship night, excited. We are going to visit somebody, excited. A heart that is excited is a heart that expresses itself in any direction that God is leading. And as a shepherd or as a pastor, you know, because a lot of times that God is speaking to us, God is speaking to his people, that because we don't have a willing heart, and then we don't have a stead up heart, we are not able to flow with it. Are you still here? God wants us to have this heart, this kind of heart, hallelujah. In Exodus chapter 35, I believe, pull it up for us, Exodus chapter 35. Let's start reading from the verse 20. Start from the verse 20. Quickly. And all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. When you start from verse 1, Moses had gathered them to tell them what the Lord is saying. That they should bring offering, they should bring rings and, you know, nose rings and everything of gold and stuff so that they will use it to build this temple. Verse 20 says that, and the children of what? Israel, they departed from the presence of Moses. Look at the next verse quickly. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up. It means that it was not everybody that returned. See, a lot of times God gives us instructions. A lot of times, and the instruction comes, but it's not everybody that returns. It's not everybody whose heart is stand up. That, oh, we want to do this. 300 members by the end of the year. It's not every church member whose heart is stand up towards that. And you see that in our actions. But Bible says that 
And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up, and everyone who, uh, whom his spirit made willing. And what? And they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation, and for all his service, and what? For the holy garments. Everybody whose heart was stirred up, and everybody that God placed a willing heart. Amen. So a willing heart is important to do well in this life. Even at your, your, your job place where you work, if they say, oh, we want to do this every time, you realize that it won't be long, they will fire you. Because your boss also needs somebody who can flow, somebody who is willing. We all want to do that. This is the goal for this department, that we need to, you know, get five uh, blocks in, you know, in place. That you say that five years too much, let's do only three. It will not be long. Hallelujah. That is why we must watch ourselves. If we are the type of people, our hearts are not stirred up. When it comes to the work of God, eh, we must be stirred up. We must be stirred up. We must be willing to go all out just for the sake of the advancement of the kingdom. And when we have that type of heart, we will see God move in a spectacular way in our lives. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? May the Lord give us a willing spirit. A willing spirit that will stir up our heart. Will stir up our heart to love him. To be passionate about the things of God. To be passionate about prayer. To be passionate about fasting. To be passionate about waiting upon the Lord. Because our call, it is not only us. It is not only the things that we do for ourselves. If you are here, it's because you have a special love for God. That's why you must do more for God. Let your heart be stirred up. Move the person or kick the person sitting by you and let your heart be stirred up. Can I have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Stir it up. You know, I don't know where I come from. We have a certain kind of, sometimes we do porridge or soup. You stir it up. Yeah. Like when you are making banku and then you stir it up. You put the, uh, what do you call it? The mashed corn and then you stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. By the time you finish the whole thing, if you leave it, you will see some bumps, 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 bumps all over the place. It will not even be nice for you to eat. It's just like also making a bar. As the water, you have to stir up. If you leave it, you will see chunks, chunks, or the thing will not be nice. May the Spirit of the Lord stir up our hearts. That will not be limited to the things that we like. It's like we only do the things we like. We are fasting. I mean, the first is a way. Hey, 21 days fasting. Hey! It's like <laughs> you are going to die. Hey! 21 days. Hey! 21 days. 40 days. Hey! Are we Jesus Christ? No, 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 no. May God stir up your heart so you can flow. Because God also blesses the intent. Hallelujah. Even your, your, your intention to do it. And at, at some point in time, you realize that it was hard for you to continue. And, you know, you had to break it early here and there. God even understands that intent. Rather than not having a heart that is willing at all, God is delivering us. Yeah. Hallelujah. May my heart be stirred up. And may your heart be stirred up. Third type of heart you need to develop is a soft heart. A soft heart. Say, Pastor, you don't know what you are saying. A soft heart. Some of us, we are so hard at heart. 
Don't say me, you know me. Me, me, my heart is hard. So say, say, whatever is happening, you mean you know me, my heart is hard. No. It is not right for you as a Christian to say that you have a hard heart. Because God Himself wanted to take away their stony heart and give them a heart of a flesh. So if God is happy with a heart that is like a rock, He would have left it there. But he's willing to take away the stony heart and give you a heart of the flesh. And that heart of the flesh is a soft heart that would help you to actually flow with the things of God. Can I have an amen? May we have a, a, a soft heart. May we not be so rigid about certain things. Hey! Have you ever encountered somebody who's... Their matter is hard. They are set in their ways. I mean, no matter what it you say, it's like, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do. Such people, they don't do well. Because in life, eh, somebody always knows something more than you do. Can I have an amen? Somebody always has something better than what you have. Hallelujah. That's why I say, go somewhere else and see. You will see that somebody is blessed more than you. As you are sitting here, you feel the hurt. Let me... I'm a millionaire. You go to somebody's quarters. What you say? You are a millionaire. That person, they are fat ones. Hallelujah. A lot of us sitting here, if they say, Charlie, buy yourself a latest, they say Mercedes Benz. The latest class. How many of us would like that type of ride? Like, buy some until for see you like it. That's what they use for taxi in Jerusalem. If you came out and you are stopping taxi, See the latest Mercedes Benz, it has come to park for you. You get in and it's going. Hey! It's a taxi. But it's our dream car. One time my brother called me and said that Charlie, find me some Mercedes Benz from there. I said, You, you don't know what you are talking about. It's like a dream car. I said, It will be nice. Can you pay for it? Can you maintain it? If you find some, just let me know. Hey! Hallelujah. But we must have a soft heart. God wants to give us a soft heart. It's a new heart. Also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of thy flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. A soft heart. A heart that is willing. A heart that is yielding. A heart that is flowing. May the Lord give us that type of a heart. Hallelujah. Amen. It's very important that every worker, everyone that is here, you have to have that heart. Don't be set in your ways. Don't be so hard. We are all under authority. We are God is guiding us. God will teach us things through his word. That sometimes when the word comes, we must just, just say, Lord, if you have said it, I am obeying. Hallelujah. Imagine when Abraham, the Lord came to Abraham and said, go to a land that I'm going to show you. If Abraham said that, but Lord, you have not told me exactly where you are taking me. Until you tell me that my destination is this place, I'm not moving an inch because I'm comfortable in this place. If he was set in his ways, he would not have moved and the glory of the Lord would not have been manifested. So now you can say that the blessings of Abraham, they are mine. Hallelujah. It's because of this willingness the willing heart to sacrifice his own son. The child of promise. That God promised him and finally the child came. After 25 years of promise. 
Now, after the child grew a little bit, he said that come and give up the child also to me. I mean, if it were me, I would not go and do it. I just tell the Lord that the Lord is contradicting himself. A lot of you would have done the same. Ah, but Lord, you say you give me a son. You have given me a son. I mean, it took 25 years before you could make up your mind. 25 years. Before the Lord, you could make up. After you have made up your mind, and the child also is now becoming a young man who's, who helped me to take care of the cattle and you know all these things, that now you say I should go and sacrifice him when you have not actually showed me that my wife is pregnant again. Hey! Because he was at the age of 100, right? So by the time he was going to sacrifice the child, I think that maybe he was maybe about 100 and what? He's gone far. Then, now, at least Mary will be about a hundred. Uh, Sarah would have been about a hundred and change. So, the whole thing, it doesn't look feasible that it's possible that after I give up Isaac, there, there's the possibility. But he was willing. He was willing. Because he knew that the God who has called us is able to provide for us. Sometimes God is asking something from you. But know that he's able. If we live our lives that way. We have a soft heart. A willing heart. We have faith. We believe in God more. Can I have an amen? We believe in God more. May the Lord give us a soft heart. Hallelujah. Take away our stony heart. And give us what? A soft heart. Hallelujah. Number four. We say that we need to develop what? A communion heart. Hallelujah. A communion heart is a heart that you can communicate intimately with. And I was saying that sometimes when you are there and then you are talking to God, you just feel, you know, you have you've not opened your mouth, but you are communing with God. Sometimes God speaks to you and you also speak to him. Intimately. A communion heart. A heart that communicates with God. It is a heart that is what? In a state of heightened intimacy, receptivity to God. It's like you are very sensitive and sharp to God. That is what happens to you when you fast. You are very sensitive. You are able to commune with God. Your heart is with God. Can I have an amen? And we must pray as, as people that God has called to do his work. That you have a communion heart. You have a heart that you can communicate with God. God can also communicate with you. Can I have an amen? Are you still here? Psalm 4 verse 4 says that stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Hallelujah. Commune with your own heart. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord give us a communion heart. Number 5. All these are points we are reviewing from the last time. We must develop also what? A heart of wax. Amen. Hallelujah. A heart of what? Wax. He said that a heart of wax is what? Pliable heart. It is also a heart that has assumed a specified characteristic, quality or state. You know, when a, a wax is melted, it takes the shape of the object that is containing it. Can I have an amen? So sometimes God wants to be able to mold your heart. God wants to be able to, for you to be flexible. A heart of wax. God can turn you in the way that he wants. God can send you to places. That Pastor Harold, I want you to move from here. 
come to this village, go and start a church. If I have a heart of a wife, I will flow with the way God is trying to move me. Can I have an amen? How many of us will be willing to move back to Africa if the Lord calls you to go and start a church? Alright, see hands. Very powerful. Some of you say, America. This is America. We are not going by heaven. If they tell you to go to Togo to start a church, the Lord will be disappointed. Oh. Say, let me get married first. Uh-huh. That's is a good good answer. Lord, let me get married first. Hallelujah. He will be married. Amen. A heart of wax. Psalm 22 verse 14. Hallelujah. He said that I am poured out like water. And all my bones are out of the joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my vows. Hallelujah. So my heart is like wax. It's flexible. It can be turned around. God can shape in us the way he wants to shape us. Hallelujah. This is a good heart to have. Hallelujah. And we are talking about this type of heart as shepherds, as workers in the house of the Lord. That God wants us to, what's number one? A willing heart. Number two is what? A stirred up heart. Number three is what? A soft heart. Number four, a communion heart. And then the heart of what? Wax. Hallelujah. Number six, develop what? A burning heart. Hallelujah. A burning heart is a heart that is experiencing a strong emotion or desire. You cannot do anything for God if you don't have a strong desire. A burning heart. Hallelujah. And I was saying that there were some, some messages that is preached by our daddy, our prophet, that when I listen to the message, every time I listen to that message, it's the same reaction. I begin to cry. Hallelujah. Because it stirs up something in me. It draws me, you know, I, I begin to see a certain kind of desire. Something so strong on the inside. Hallelujah. A heart that has a strong burning. I think most of us ask you, you want to do something more for God. Amen. What we are doing is not enough. Oh. What we are doing is not enough. Because God has given us more talent. Yeah. And I can always speak on the heavy. God has given you a lot of talent. Even the ability to speak in French. That one is, it puts you above most of us. The ability to even interpret. Not even taking a moment to reorganize your thoughts. As soon as they say it, you are able to say. It is not a given. It is a gift. And God has given us more. And so we must do more. Hallelujah. Every ability that God has given to us, we must do more. Instrumentalists must grow to become preachers. Singers must grow to become people who preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Because there is always a time in your life whereby you say that you ought to become a teacher. Can I have an amen? A time must come. We must have cell groups where you will be the one that is teaching. Begin to have that desire. Hallelujah. Begin to have that desire. I pray that God will give us that heart. God will give us that kind of a heart that draws us more. Draws us more to God. To do more for God. It is not okay. What we are doing is not okay. 
what you are doing is not okay. God wants us to come deeper and do more. God wants us to do more. Can I have an amen? Hey, Pastor, how do you know that God wants us to do more? <laughs> it's a question. Hallelujah. If that desire is there, if that desire is there, you know that you can do more. Everybody sitting here, I mean, if I call you right now, you know that you can do more. It's just like right now, I just, this is all you can do. And we can do more. And I pray that God will make it possible for us to do more. Hallelujah. I see you doing more for the Lord in the name of Jesus. I say, I see you doing more. I see you going far. Hallelujah. I see you doing more. Amen. We must plant a church in Bowling Green. Trust me, this thing has been coming on my heart so strongly. We must plant a church in Bowling Green. Hallelujah. Who will go? You go to Bowling Green. I see your hand. You go to Bowling Green. Okay. You go. Oh, I want to see those hands again. We must plant a church in Bowling Green. It's not a joke. Let me see the hands. One, two, three, four, five. Bowling Green. <laughs> you are all witnesses, though. You are all witnesses. <laughs> After you marry, we are taking you to Saskatchewan. Yeah, we must plant a church in Bowling Green. Amen. It is in our territory. It's two, two hours away. Exactly two hours from here. Amen. You just drove two hours to come here, right? Is it two hours? Hour and a half. Yeah, so it's within. Yeah. You can go back there and start a church. <laughs> Hallelujah. I believe so strongly. I mean, a desire to do more. Hands. A desire to do more. Why not? We should not be content that we are here and then we are happy. Because everything that is going is polishing and repolishing. I preach the message. You know all my jokes. Even before I start, one day say, hey, Reverend, he's going there. You know all my jokes. It's polishing and repolishing. But the time has come where we must rise up and the little that we have, God is only looking for one talent. The little that you have, that ability that you have, that grace that you have, move out of your comfort zone and go to another place and you will see a great blessing of the Lord upon your life. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. Number seven. The seventh type of heart we need to have. Develop the heart with those called of God. Hallelujah. Develop the heart with those who, who are called of God. One of the important things that you need to know about this one is seeing that this is a heart that is in agreement and in unity with the brethren. Amen. Hallelujah. As church workers, as people who are shepherds, as people who are serious with the Lord, we must have a mind that agrees with the body of Christ. Hallelujah. We must, have a, we must have a common mind though. When the people were one, when they were trying to build the Tower of Babel, Bible says that they, you know, they use the word that the, their mind the is, is one. And when the people is one, they were so united that when they determined to do anything unto the Lord, by all means, 
God had to, you had to come down and confuse their language. You had to come down and confuse their language. Totally confuse them from whatever they are doing. Which means that if we have one mind, we have one heart, we have one spirit, we are all moving in the same way. That is why it is totally wrong if you belong to a group in the church and anytime the leader is saying something, let's go here, you want to go this way, you better leave that place before something bad happens to you. And have an amen. Then leaders, feel free. Feel free to suck people out of the thing you are doing. If somebody is not willing to make the thing go on, sack them. There are so many ministries in the church. They can join. If singing is not helping you, come to Shining Stars. If Shining Stars is not helping you, join the ushers. If the ocean is not helping you, join the parking stars. The people who direct parking outside. I mean, there are so many areas that you, must, you can be in without developing conflict with one another. Can I have an amen? So it's saying that one of the hearts that we need is that heart that agrees with the brethren. Can I have an amen? And we must agree with one another. In Acts chapter 4 verse 32, it says that and the multitude of them that believed, they were with what? One heart. If we believe in the thing that is happening, you must have one heart. Just as your pastor has, we must be united and move in one direction. It should not be that as we are going this way, somebody else is behind. That is how politics in every country looks like. Can I have an amen? And politics in every country looks like that. Because it is not my people that are in power. The other group, they begin to sit down and hold the person's legs from going up. From advancing. That is what is happening in this country. That is what is happening in Ghana. That is what will be happening in Nigeria. That's what is happening in every country. But when it comes to the circle of Christ, when it comes to the body of Christ, we must all have one heart. We must have a willing heart to advance the kingdom of God. Can I have an amen? Them that believed were of one heart. And of one soul. Neither said any of them. That ought. Of the things which he possessed. Was his own. But they had all things common. Can I have an amen? It means that because they were so united. It's like if I have a car. It's your car. If I have a land. It's your land. Anything that I had. It also belongs to you. So it's like they brought everything together. That things were shared equally. Can I have an amen? The Bible says that it's because they had one heart and they also had one soul. Can I have an amen? amen? We must pray for this in the body of Christ. If we are united, we will accomplish much. We are united when we go out on evangelism. We are united when there is something happening in the church. We are united when somebody is not coming to church, following the person. We are united when somebody is going through crisis and you get to know, you let the body of Christ know. So we come to their, we go to their rescue. That is because one of the things that Satan wants to do is that to cut some people off. Never be delighted to be cut off. That oh, these people they think this way and this way and that way. Hallelujah. Are you still here or you have gone home? Oh, are you still here or you have gone home? Let us be united. Hallelujah. Believe that 
the principles and the doctrines of the house. In our church, we write exams. Can I have an amen? In our church, we hear messages like, kill yourself for Jesus. Work for the Lord. We hear messages like loyalty and disloyalty. We hear messages like paying tithe. Doesn't matter the doctrines that are out there. But this is what we preach here. That's why it is in your own interest. If these messages does not agree with you, leave the church and go and find a church where you would agree. Because you will not be blessed. Can I have an amen? And your opposition of the minister that God has raised is actually dangerous to you. Because the things that you may say or the things that you may do, contrary to what the minister God has chosen is saying, if you don't take care, it's going to be dangerous for you. Can I have an amen? Charlie, the truth there, if I don't tell you the truth, it is better. It's really better. I want the church to grow. But Charlie, if my preaching is not blessing you, the things we are doing in the church does not bless you, I beg you, it is better for you to find a place where you can also grow than to sit under my feet. And then it's like, you are not gaining anything. Because then you, your blood will be also required out of my hands. Which I don't think is, is going to be a good or a fair thing. Hallelujah. So let us all have a willing heart. Stand behind and do the thing. Let the work of God move on. If it happens that we are sending some brothers to go to Bowling Green. Don't lift up your hand and say, that, hey, I mean, you are spoiling their life. Ah, you are spoiling their life. He just got married. You are putting him in the wilderness. We also came here to come and start the church so that you too, you can have a place of worship. Spoiling their life. Hey. But you don't know. If you go to the place where God is sending you, it will be a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Your first try, quadruplets. You have finished the race. You have finished the race. You are not going to struggle anymore. Somebody said he thinks it's easy. Even one, we can't handle it. <laughs> well, if that is the will of God for you, he will give you the grace to handle it. Number eight, develop an open heart. Hallelujah. So number seven is what? Develop a heart with those called of God. That's in terms of agreeing. Hallelujah. A lot of times, agree with your pastor. It's very important. It's a safe place. Agree with your pastor. Just believe that your pastor has been called. So he's leading you in the right direction. That's what I'm saying. That it is so important that sometimes you just have a flowing heart. That, you know, when, when you believe and you trust. That like when they send me to come here to come and start the church. Hallelujah. If I had any mind, the church would not have been bad and we would not have what we have. Hallelujah. So sometimes that just because even your father is telling you to do it, that alone gives you the permission to actually do it. And then when you do that, that is when a blessing comes upon your life. Can I have an amen? So develop an open heart. An open heart is a heart that allows God to access. Hallelujah. That if God wants to touch you, God wants to raise you, God wants to use you for anything, he has access to your heart. And open heart. When they will sing the song, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, 
Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Some of us, the song that we are singing, if the Lord should open the eyes of our hearts, we'll be afraid. Because he would demand something from you that if you don't take care, you'll say no. Yeah. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I give myself away. Do you know what it means to give yourself away? Yeah. It means that you are going all out. God is sending you to somewhere. You must flow with it. An open heart. God is impressing upon your heart that you have to go. And I have an amen. amen. Some missionaries came all the way to Africa from Swiss. You know, they come malaria. You kill them. Before they hear in, back there in Switzerland that somebody has died, another group is already on their way beyond the sea. They are heading towards them. That is how much people had to pay the price for the kingdom of God to be established. And have an amen. And one of the remarkable things I saw in Jerusalem as it was being explained to us, every place something remarkable happened. Our Catholic brothers, they bought the land. They bought the place and built a church there so they can preserve it. So it became a law that no matter the prime minister, no matter the government, no matter what, whatever came on, they already own it. It's a law. That is why these sites are preserved to go and see. So we have to be very careful when we are criticizing them. Can I have an amen? They bought it. They bought it and it's become a law that it belongs to them. You cannot easily come and take it so that these sites be preserved. Every place they build a church. And it's not a small church. Huge church. Just to preserve it. For a lot of other Christians to be able to go there and also to go and see what the Lord has done. Have an open heart. Hallelujah. It says that it is a heart that is not protected, fastened, or sealed. This type of heart is willing and ready to consider. And I have an amen. Ready to consider. Ready to consider. Ready to consider to become a pastor. Ready to consider to yield your life to Christ. Ready to consider to actually even do more for God than you are doing. Hallelujah. Are you still here? I think God needs somebody he can send. God needs somebody who can work for him. If you are God, will you not also need a good church in Bowling Green that people can come to? Yeah. If you are God, will you not need a great church in somewhere in another country where people can go to? Because men must come to the saving knowledge of Christ. I'm telling you, are we still here or we have gone home? Don't leave me. Let me finish. Acts chapter 16 verse 14. He said, And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Tiatra, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened. Hallelujah. That she attended unto what the things which were spoken of Paul. So his heart was open so that he can actually even gain interest in the things that Paul was saying. Hallelujah. May God give us an open heart as a church. May we not be so rigid. May we not be so limited in the things of the spirit. Hallelujah. God wants to show us more. God wants to give us more. Hallelujah. God wants to do more with us. Can I have an amen? 
God wants to. He wants to. All you have to do is that, Lord, please help me that I may have an open heart. And I'll be able to accept the things that you bring to me. Number nine, two more points. Develop an obedient heart. Develop an obedient heart. Develop an obedient heart. Develop an obedient heart. How many times has the Lord not spoken to us and we have disobeyed him? Because we live in the dispensation of grace. So when we disobey God, we don't see anything happen to us. So we are flowing. Hallelujah. But if it were those days, immediately we disobey God, bam, you are falling down and you are dying. Before you say, Jack, the soldiers are there coming to take your body out. Can I have an amen? So develop an open heart. Romans chapter 6 verse 17. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that from um, that uh, you have obeyed from the heart that form of what doctrine which was delivered to you. Obeying heart, an obedient heart. May I have a heart that obeys God, and may you also have a heart that obeys God. May you have a heart that obeys every authority that God has placed on to, uh, above you. Wives, obey your husbands. Husbands, be leaders in your house. Believe in God. May it be, may it be that God brings us to that point where we have a heart that obeys him. An obedient heart is a heart that dutifully complies with the commands and the instructions of God. It is a heart that is what submissive to the authority and will of the Father. Hallelujah. A lot of times we must ask ourselves, are we really obeying God? In everything that we do, are we really obeying God? Are we really obeying God in our worship? Are we really obeying God in our tithing and offering? Are we really obeying God in our loving one another? Are we really obeying God on the instructions to go? Hallelujah. Going to preach the gospel. Are we really obeying God? I mean, are we really obeying God with our lives? That's a question. Are we really obeying God? Or we have, we have become selective. The ones that would work for us, that is the ones that we do. And the rest we don't do. I heard a story about the Lord appearing to one man of God and told him, I need you to write this book. Came again, I need you to write this book. Came again, I need you to write this book. Just like Peter, he took offense at Lord, why? Don't you think that I'm going to write this? He said, my reason doing this is that you are the sixth person. I'm asking to write the same book. Number six, to write the same book with the same words. Because everybody else got it, said, I will do it. Some way, somehow, the enemy had a way of coming in to redirect them. Hallelujah. But may God give us an obedient heart. A heart that obeys a heart that is yielding. And we may obey the words of God, words of Jesus Christ, the words of his servants, that we may be obedient, totally obeying God. That's what I want to do with my life. That I will be obedient unto God. That what I do is not because I'm doing it out of any selfish gain. That when the time comes, that I will hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. May the Lord give us an obedient heart. Hallelujah. May the Lord never do anything out of fear. For a man, everything that we must do, we must do it unto God. Believing that God is the one that we must what? Please, 
Not that we are pleasing men. Hallelujah. It is a very important thing. And then finally, number 10, develop a steadfast heart. Steadfast. A steadfast heart is a heart that is firm, fixed, steady, and immovable. It is a loyal, unwavering heart. Hallelujah. You must develop a loyal heart. Loyalty to God. Loyalty to his church. Loyalty to the doctrines that God has given to us. Hallelujah. That my heart does not waver. Amen. If, if I am corrected, I should be able to take it out of good faith. Hallelujah. Amen. If a father rebukes you, you should be able to take it and stand with it. Hallelujah. Because it is so important, amen, that we must develop what? A heart that is steadfast. 1 Corinthians 7, 37. Nevertheless, he that stands steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but has power over his own will. Hallelujah. And has so decreed in his heart that he will keep his word. Virgin doeth well. Hallelujah. So, Purpose in your heart, being determined in your heart, being steadfast that this is the call that God has called me to. This is what God wants me to do. This is what I am going to do. Hallelujah. That I'm faithful all to the end. Amen. It is the one who runs the race to the end that will receive the crown. It's not just half, halfway thing. Hallelujah. So this journey that we are, this journey that we are on is quite scary. Because there are those ones who start with a of energy and at the point in time they lose it. May God help us that we'll run the race that is set before us. But guess what? Everything that we will do for God will be based on the type of heart that we must have. That's why we need a willing heart. We need what? What's number two? We need a stirred up heart. Hallelujah. We need a soft heart. A communion heart. We need a heart like wax. We need a burning heart. We also need what? A heart that obeys or the heart that what? That agrees with those that are called. We also need to develop an open heart. Hallelujah. Openness. Develop an obedient heart and also develop a steadfast heart. May the Lord grant these things to us. May it be our portion. May God deliver us from the opposite of all these that God will bring us to the point where we, we, we we are committed to him and willing to do his will. Shall we rise to our feet in the name of Jesus? Begin to talk to the Lord. Begin to talk to the Lord. Begin to talk to the Lord. I'm still preaching from the book, The Art of Shepherding. We have some in the bookshop. Amen. Just talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord and ask the Lord to give you the right kind of heart. Ask the Lord to give you the right kind of heart as we round up. Ask the Lord to give you the right kind of a heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray. I don't know which type of heart that you need. Maybe an obedient heart. Maybe an obedient heart. An obedient heart. Maybe an obedient heart. A willing heart. A stead up heart. Oh yes, Lord. Father, open the eyes of our hearts, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Talk to the Lord. 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 Open your mouth and talk to him. Jehovah God. Father, we ask you, Lord. We ask you, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus. As your word has come to us. Teach us, teach us, teach us.
Teach us to know you. Teach us to know you, O God, in the name of you. Have a communing heart. A heart that can commune with you, Lord. A heart, O God, that will be willing. A heart that is stirred up. A heart that is full of burning desire. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, may we not walk out of this place the same, Lord. But, O God, take away our stony hearts, Lord. Put your spirit within us and give us a heart of the flesh. A heart, O God, that will flow with the things, O God, that you have called us to do. We thank you tonight for your word that has come forth to us. For your word will never return to you void, except it accomplishes the purpose for which it has been sent. Therefore, O God, let it come to pass. Let it come to pass. Let it come to pass that our hearts will be renewed. My God, our hearts will be changed, O God. Our hearts, O God, will be transformed, O God, totally. That, O God, will be people that please you with our hearts, O God, and everything that we do. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you. We give you honor, Lord. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. We believe the word of God has actually come down to you and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Bellrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky. This and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.